no, I think we're likely to see quite a big shift in, in the U.S. approach. Um, the, the U.S. and uh, Western European allies have been the principal backers of uh, the opposition forces in Syria. Um, and I think we're likely to see much stronger support for Assad, the Assad regime um, from the US in in coalition with, with Russia. So I think uh, Assad's position in, in Syria is significantly strengthened. So do you think going into, um, as he really starts to get a sense of what his foreign policy might be, that he'll see it as more beneficial to try and uh, reinstate, to try and uh, keep Assad in power? That might not go down too well, do you know? Uh, I think... Expect that will be his foreign policy position on on Syria to uh, support Russia and keep Assad in in power. The the big caveat, of course, is that nobody really knows. Trump has been uh, so unpredictable. Um, the the whole political cycle over the last year has been so unpredictable that one cautions against making uh, definite predict- predictions. But if I were to predict Syria, that's what I would see happening. In terms of China, uh, we've seen Trump say in the campaign that he'd put tariffs on Chinese goods. Uh, China in the last few days have hit back through their um, through their uh, newspaper, which is controlled by the Chinese government, saying that uh, they'll hit back uh, putting tariffs on uh, Apple products and uh, so on. Um, so do you think that would be a wise move um, by Trump to really engage in a trading war um, on with tariffs there? Uh no, I don't think it would be a wise move, but Trump is making a political calculation and it plays very well to his core constituency to uh, to play the protectionist card to try and bring jobs back home and uh, re-establish uh, manufacturing jobs in, in the US. That's what a lot of people, uh, particularly in the Rust Belt states, voted uh, for Trump uh, expecting. But um, they and the rest of the U.S. economy and the global economy is likely to be the the loser if a trade war erupts between the U.S. and China. Yeah, he said that he'll bring manufacturing jobs back to rural parts of the U.S., which have uh, suffered huge job losses in recent years. Um, but though a lot of those jobs are uh, goods which are produced cheaper in China, and bringing those jobs back will actually just make the cost of manufacturing uh go up and the very people who voted for him will end up paying more for those goods. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think one of the big tragedies in this election is that Trump has made a, a whole set of promises to a constituency in the US uh, that are going to be hardest hit by his policies. He's not going to be able to bring back the uh, manufacturing jobs, at least not uh, to the extent that, that he, he claims um, if a trade war ensues, the, the cost of living is, is going to go up and that's going to hit the poor hardest. And they are the people who voted in, in droves for, for Trump. So the real tragedy is that uh, a whole cohort of American society voted for Trump, but they are going to be the worst, uh, the worst affected by his presidency. What do you think his relationship might be with the European Union? Uh, we've seen, um, obviously, uh, in the UK, there was a big deal made of the fact that Theresa May was quite far down the list of uh, leaders he called uh, after his confirmation as president-elect. Um, but surely for the European Union, his election is a bigger threat to them than Brexit is. That's sort of been uh, some of the reports coming out in recent days. 
the, yeah, the, there could be a, a few different uh, ways in which Trump would affect the, the European Union. Uh, one is that uh, his election coming on the back of the, the Brexit referendum in the UK will buoy uh, far-right populist uh, groups in, in European member states. And we have uh, elections, pre- presidential election in France and the general election in Germany uh, coming uh, coming up next year. And uh, we didn't think, uh, most people didn't see Brexit uh, on the cards. They didn't see Trump being elected. We're now saying we can't see Marine Le Pen being elected uh, president of France, but um, everyone got it wrong on uh, on Trump and on Brexit. So one uh, is hesitant to make predictions. Um, so that's one way uh, in which uh, Trump could uh, affect the dynamics of of uh, integration in in uh, in Europe. Uh, another way is that uh, in terms of the the security dimension, Trump has openly questioned his support for NATO, um, and we don't know what's going to happen there. But if a Trump presidency was to uh, undermine the the NATO alliance, then that completely reshapes the the European geopolitical landscape. Uh, Let's talk about climate change. Uh, We've seen Donald Trump express opinions such as saying that climate change is a myth, it doesn't exist. Surely for environmentalists and people who are concerned about climate change, um, that must be quite a dangerous prospect of uh, some of the rhetoric expressed by him in the campaign uh, transferring over to his action uh, while president. Uh, yes, it is. It is indeed uh, concerning. Trump is on record as saying that climate change is a hoax, uh, going against the the findings of clim- the, the vast majority of climate scientists. So there are uh, troubling times ahead for global cooperation on, on climate change. Domestically, Trump wants to bring back coal production in, in the Rust Belt states. Uh, he wants to approve uh, the Keystone XL pipeline, which would bring uh, heavily polluting tar sands from uh, from Alberta in Canada uh, to the southern United States. He wants to open the Arctic and the Atlantic to drilling for fossil fuels. So domestically, he's bad news for climate change. Uh, and internationally, he's pledged to pull out of the Paris Agreement on climate change uh, signed a year ago. So it's it's not looking good for, for climate change. Do you think he will follow through with that threat to pull out of the Paris Agreement? Because we have seen um, China warn that that would be a very regressive step if he was to do that. I think he is very likely to do that. And there's speculation that he's going to make an announcement later today on on the the Paris Agreement to coincide with John Kerry speaking at the the ongoing climate conference in in Marrakesh to kind of undercut uh, John, John Kerry. I think he's likely to pull out of the Paris Agreement for a couple of reasons. One... Uh, is that he uh, well he he stated uh, that that he would do it in 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 advance. Uh, two, it's a relatively easy thing for him to do. So he made all sorts of uh, outlandish campaign promises, and he's not going to be able to deliver on all of them, and he's going to have to roll back on some of them. But he has to show that he's fulfilling some of what he promised in in his campaign. And pulling out of the Paris Agreement uh, is a relatively easy, relatively achievable thing for him to do. Uh, And then uh, three, it is roughly what you would expect a Republican president to do. 
Republicans, by and large, don't believe in climate change. They don't like big government. They don't like regulation. So it makes sense for a Republican president, even if it wasn't Donald Trump, to to pull out of the, the Paris Agreement. But on climate, it's not all bad news because the US is a declining share of global greenhouse gas emissions. When George W. Bush pulled out of the Kyoto Protocol in 2001, the US was responsible for about 23% of global emissions, so nearly a quarter of the problem. Today, the US is responsible for uh, just under 15% of global emissions. So the US is is simply a smaller part of the the global picture. And the rest of the world is moving ahead with uh, with clean energy, with low carbon transition. So even if Trump pulls out of the Paris Agreement, there's a strong possibility that the rest of the world will say, we're already on this track. Uh, we're already decarbonizing our economies and we're going to push ahead without the United States.